When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look at that. All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode 17 of Three Birds and a Pond. I am one of your co-hosts, Afia. I'm joined with my friends, Whip and John. Say hi, guys. Do say hey. All right, this episode is called Where the Fuck is Howie Roseman? Where the fuck um, is he? We have a great uh, group of topics for you guys today. Um, I just want to say we are starting to our new YouTube channel. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Three Birds and a Punt. Um, please follow us on our podcast. We will still be uh, uh, giving our podcast on all the platforms anchor spotify and um apple so please be on the lookout if you enjoy your 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 three birds on audio you got that and if you enjoyed your three birds on video now you got that as well all right that's right all right y'all let's let's get to it okay so our first topic of the day is what the fuck is howie roseman right i'm, I'm hearing a lot of different people um be the ambassadors for the eagles we just had nick seriani give his interview i know jason avant has been talking recently about some of the things going on in the quarterback room i want to know where the fuck is the guy that pulled the trigger because because we ain't heard from him since doug peterson was fired okay since before doug peterson was fired excuse me okay he was out there telling us that carson was like a finger on his hand and he couldn't imagine losing a finger on his hand well guess what carson's gone so where the fuck, where the fuck is my man? Did he lose a finger? Is that what it is? Is hey, he recovering from surgery? Real quick, real quick. So anybody that knows me know that I hate Howie Roseman with a passion. All right, like, <laughs> all right. But I can honestly tell y'all, the viewers, the listeners, that I have never met somebody <laughs> who I thought in a million years would hate this man more than me. And that's Steph. <laughs> Uh, well, I will ha- gladly take up that mantle, okay, because I'm I'm a little tired of it. I'm not going to lie. It seems to me that he is the vice president of football operations. He's the GM. He has so much power. He affects so much of our uh, organization, and yet we haven't heard from him during th- two big seismic moves, the firing of a coach and the trading of a franchise QB. Um, he had a role in both and yet he's yet to be found. What do you think, John? He needs to be held accountable for the misfires that he's had dating back to, oh goodness, the whole, uh, letting Malcolm Jenkins go and, and that, and, and trying to hold on to lightning in a bottle from the Super Bowl years, like trying to band-aids, band-aids. Sooner or later, those band-aids get exposed, as we saw last year. Once um, a little adversity hits, injuries hit, we saw what type of team we were. Now it's Howie's job to really fix the cap, really um, take ownership of his failed drafts and hit on this. He has to. His job is on the line. No more excuses. Step up to the plate. If you don't do it now, his job should have been on the line a long it should have time. Been. A should long have been. time he's too, close, he's too close to Jeffrey Lurie. He's like Jeffrey's cabana boy. So too so close. listen, so real quick, I was driving to work. Um, was it Friday? No, 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 no. It was Thursday. I bullshit you not. And 
um, on WIP, they was talking about Howie Roseman, just like everybody in Philadelphia and any other Eagle fan across the world is. They hate that motherfucker, man. Oh, yeah. So they was up there talking. Um, it was Angelo Cataldi, and he was saying that, you know, um, Jeffrey Lurie fired his best friend, who was a childhood friend in Joe Banner. So it makes you think Howie Roseman must got some fly shit on this dude or he trusts him beyond anybody's belief. All right. So you, you, you sit there and just, and, and you say to yourself, what else do this dude have to do? <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> to continue to keep getting free passes. Joe Banner got rid of the ultimate Philadelphia Eagle of all time. Let him walk. Yeah. All right. Still hurts. Still hurts. Find out. Who you telling? Like, like, listen, dude, it was, somebody posted something on Twitter the other day with the video of Brian Dawkins when he came back, you know, with in, in, a, in a Denver uniform and he was crying <laughs> and shit. I broke down. I was like, God damn, dude. Me too. Yeah, Me like. Some memories. Some memories. Too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and it, even the press conference after that, he never wanted yeah, to leave. Right. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Oh. And, 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 and it takes me to um Weasel Roseman. That's what I call him. Y'all know that. Mm-hmm. And with the Malcolm Jenkins situation. Malcolm didn't want to leave this motherfucking man. Didn't want to leave. Right. It's a but you know what it did, what it is? It's a respect thing. Mm-hmm. And Howie Roseman has, in in my opinion, and this I want to keep it, I want to keep it sh- strictly about what I see him doing as a as a professional with the organization. He has a pro a issue with with trust. There's an issue with accountability, then there's an issue with um um an enabling environment. Because I'm with you with I feel like how I feel like Jeffrey Lurie did choose Howie Roseman over Joe Banner. And I and I, I feel like he chose Howie Roseman over Andy Reid. I, I feel yeah. like honestly the only person that ever made him really honestly choose the other way was Chip, right? Chip was the was an outsider who came into the organization and was able to kind of see it from a, a, a different perspective and really be like, nah, this this man don't know what the fuck he's doing. So so so, so not not to cut you off, let's talk about that for one minute. How how did an outsider from Oregon come in here and dictate the rules to Jeffrey Lurie? You know what it's similar to? It's similar if you think about it. Have you seen the movie Office Space? Yeah. Remember when they remember the scene where they call it's the two guys auditing the company and they have the guy with glasses interview and like ask some questions. So what exactly do you do here? It's like that. <laughs> yeah, but, they don't what, really have an what answer. Job in jail? What but, exactly but, do you do? And the guy was like scrambling, trying to get answers, and like it's very. But but it, but it, 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 it makes no, you think. It makes you think as an Eagles fan, right? What the fuck was he selling to Jeffrey Lurie to make him put that fucker in the closet? Snake oil. Think about well, that. Listen, right? I, I I think I think that, and this is what I've really I've seen is that Jeffrey Lurie is susceptible to being snow to being sold on certain things mm-hmm. i can absolutely see chip kelly going into that office and saying look i have a vision for how i think this team can win based on my specs and my spectrum howie roseman is 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 fighting me on this and <laughs> i can't get the players i need and because because i think jeff Lorian in in most of his estimation he's pretty he's pretty loquacious he talks a lot so he usually tells you what you what you what is going on if you're paying enough attention. And I remember that. I remember when he gave us the reason why he moved Howie Roseman out of the personnel power. And he said, Chip came to me and Chip said that he could not run his offense. He could not do the So what the fuck has changed then? What has changed? Well, he didn't like, he didn't like. No, but that's that's my whole point. My whole point of it is, is what you're saying is 100% correct. I agree with you. But my whole point of it is, you allow this man, just because he won one, one, ladies and gentlemen, look at the finger, one, one fucking Super Bowl that you allow him to run him up and destroy this fucking company or this it, organization it goes, or team, whatever. It goes beyond that, though. It goes beyond that. You got to think about it. It's been 10 years. It's been 10 years, and, and the pinnacle of that is the Super Bowl. But for the most part, it's been mediocre. Howie Roseman only has three double-digit win seasons in his entire career. 
mean, like, just think about that. And so I just went and but when you hear how when you hear Lori talk, you can tell for some reason he attaches Howie Roseman to all this success that Andy Reid had. Like, like Joe Ben is completely washed in his mind, and it's Howie Roseman's success. And I think that that plays a role in how he sees him. I don't know. What do you What do you think, John? I think he does. And also, I believe it's because when Joe Banner was here, Howie was the cap specialist. Mm-hmm. So he came up. He came up through the tr- through the mud, like. Some so who the fuck coach. told him he could run a football team? Right up as he, a well, he, he came from the he came from the the front office side as like. He came, yeah, he came out of law. He's school. a lawyer. He's a cat guy. He's a numbers school. guy. So, but, so, but, 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 my question to you, birds, are who the fuck said he knows anything about football? Oh my gosh, what that brings me up to this to this Twitter conversation we was having uh, a couple weeks ago, right? With this with this guy, I don't forgot forgot who it was, and he was he was saying, oh, um, yeah, "Y'all not God. gonna tell me how he Roseman's not yeah, a football yeah. guy." <laughs> 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 like, I remember that shit. Like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's, we can talk about Howie Roseman's accomplishments. We can we can have that conversation any day to blue in the face. But what you not gonna do is sit here and call him a football guy. Like right. he he's not. You know he he's blocked not. me. He blocked me, yo. He blocked you. <laughs> he he ain't like the fact that I had to put him in his place because I, I guess he looked at it as I was the one who started the fucking argument with everybody because I tagged everybody. He yeah, like, you tagged a bunch you. of people and you he was <laughs> like, Lil, let's get this fool. Yeah, he was like, I got something for your ass, buddy. I got you. you he he like, oh, you want to tag motherfuckers? I got you. <laughs> so yeah, he blocked the shit out of me. But no, you're right. I like when I hear that that just lets you know how many Eagle fans and we Eagle fans, so I can say this. Are fucking morons. Yeah, <laughs> straight yeah. up. You, this man, John. I, I, I don't think you've seen it. This man actually argued us down that Howie Roseman is a football guy. I, I, read, had, I read all the all the all the streams. The thread, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he had the nerve to call us. Yeah, then he had the nerve to call us. What he call us? Lames. He said we he lame. Us, he called. He called us like. Dumb something or other. <laughs> I was like, bro, you don't have to insult nobody just like... because we're you're losing. Correct. You're losing the argument. You don't have to insult nobody. Well, you know, I was like, I was like, listen, listen. My my estimation of a football guy is is relatively simple. I I, I like to keep it simple. You have to have been somebody that either grinds it out as a as a player, as a coach, or or stays stays in there scouting tape. Okay. Howie Rosa has never done any of that. That's not how he came up. He came up in numbers. He came up in business. He came up in contracts. And then he decided, because he had a lifelong dream of being a GM, that he was going to transition that experience because he found a he I'm, I'm, I'm going he found a Patsy in, in Jeffrey Laurie and he smooth talked <laughs> him into letting him into the personnel department in 2010. Okay, and it's been nothing but misery and mediocrity for us since then. Okay. So, so I'm just, that's just my opinion. It's yeah. worth what it's worth, but, but that's, but when I think about all those things and I think about the fact that we, we you fucking heard from Chris Ballard after the fucking Colts trade, even though you can't speak on it, you can speak generally on it. Right. You've yeah. heard from, from, from Frank Wright after this trade, you, you've heard from all these different parties. Where the fuck is Howie? Where is you he? know what? What's that? The timing of the trade couldn't have been perfect, though. If 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 we would have waited, imagine if we waited to trade Carson Wentz with Russell Wilson now being on the market and Deshaun Watson being on the market and all these top tier quarterbacks in the draft. You think those teams would make the same offer for, for Wentz? Hmm. No, and I and I don't mind like us. I don't mind us trading us when he did. Like we we had to. There was no choice. I just wish that he would come out and speak to what the new vision of the team is. We have some sincere, genuine questions about who's going to be the new starting quarterback. Is it Jalen Hurts? Are you picking a QB at six? You know what? What are you looking for? You see my eyes, right? He better not pick no fucking QB. Listen, we need to hear him say it. Don't you? Wouldn't you be reassured if Howie Roseman came out and said, you know what? We're going to have all our options open, but we're looking to build an offense around Jalen. You want to know why you ain't going to hear him, yo? Because he knows the city of Philadelphia want to hang his ass. (laughs) 
they 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 yeah. want his, they want his ass, yo. And all right, how he ain't stupid. Yeah. I don't know if you guys seen that. Um, what was that shit? What, what's the name all of that nothing. shit that, that was on? Uh, that was on Amazon, HBO all and nothing. shit. Off and nothing. The, the, okay. The, 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 all or nothing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that motherfucker was driving on ninety five in his car. He's like, oh yeah, I listen to sports radio. He's like, I know these motherfuckers hate me. He was like, yo, this dude drove up on the side of my car and was up there yelling some shit. I had to pull my windows up. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. Yeah, no, it's, it's so, true, and it's true, it's true. But I just, but, 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 but that, that, all that whole process bothers me. It's a lack of accountability, you know. So, so let's go into how you feel about what you heard from from Nick Sirianni, right? Because, like, I'll honestly full disclosure. Okay, I told I told my partners, and I'll tell you three birds because you be friend. I keep it, I keep it a hundred, I keep it a bean. I had to watch that video three times. Okay, the first two times. I, I stopped because I was bored. I'm going to just be honest. Nick Sirianni, he seems like a very nice young man. He seems very bright, very capable. He's just boring. He, that, to me. Okay? To me. Okay? <laughs> so I, I finished. I went through it the one final time, and I actually sat through it. And I, I thought he said, he said fine. He said nice things. He was talking mostly about the coordinators and how he felt like their strengths, what they were going to be bringing to the, the coaching staff and why he decided to, to hire them. And I like what he said about fundamentals of football. And I like what he said about being a grinder and, and tape and all that. Like, like that's a football guy, right? That's what you like to hear from, from a person that knows what he knows and, and stays in his lane. Or how you know that Howie Roseman ain't put him up to say those things? Mm, nah, it's from the heart. That dude, that dude. Yeah, look, look, you see the face? Look. <laughs> see now, see now, you worse than me because I'm not. I don't think Howie no damn like puppet no, masters or something. No, okay, no reason why I say that. I watched it too, and and just like my partner. On your leg, it. Nah, here's the thing. The, I mean, the shit he was saying was good, man. You know. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I mean, it was good, man. But like, like John said, I'm not running through no fucking wall for that shit, bro. Right, John said he was about to run through a wall. To me, it sounds like it was a sales pitch to the fans. It it really did, okay? Because one, you know, nobody still don't know about Sirianni, even though you know a lot of people made this big fucking thing about his first interview when he got hired and shit. Mm -hmm. Damn morons. But um overreaction feeling. Yeah, like yeah. but but I mean it was okay, man. I, I wasn't put it like this. I was playing my Xbox looking at this shit. You know, I mean, I'm gonna keep it a bean. It was it was all right, but I'm not running through no motherfucking uh wall like my partner here. Right. I wasn't I wasn't like and even Dave Spadero was like, Oh my gosh, I feel the energy. I'm so excited. Yeah. I was like, Really? Okay. Really? Yeah, like, right. okay, like, like and 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 Dave Spadero happy as shit. <laughs> he, 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 <laughs> he, like, he, he, he was ready to take a sip of coffee, you know. Yeah. But like, no. And the reason why I say it's like it's a Howie Roseman thing, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Howie ain't you know come up. Let me let me get this. Let y'all listeners know that's not what I mean. What I mean by is like Howie had a conversation with him. Like you know, you already know how these fans are. They still feeling you out. Them fuckers hate me. So if I was you. <laughs> You know, you should say this and say that, you know, make them feel as though that we're going to we come in ahead with, with high expectations and we got the best damn coaching staff there is. And, you know, I hired that guy over there because that guy over there told me and I heard about him and they said he was the best one. So I bring them all together. Bullshit. That's bro. true. Yeah. So. <laughs> so when he was talking about Brian jo Johnson, I was like, bro, don't tell me. We know how he uh, brought that guy to you. Correct. That's that's my point. That's University my point. Florida ties, yeah. Like, yeah, so, come on, so, bro. Like, so John, I know, I know you had a much more positive impression <laughs> of, of, the, of the video. So yeah, I want to hear I want to hear your story, bro. Come on, old man river. We waiting. Going back to when I played football in college, I had a, a, a running backs coach, Coach Wargo. Mm -hmm. Shout out Coach Wargo. Similar, like old school by the book gamer like out because we don't really know much about him that was our first like almost like an intimate moment getting to know him and the passion and you can see it I, you feel it i was like okay 
Now, mind you, I was watching this over dinner, and <laughs> parts of it, I was like, this is a little long. So I'm, <laughs> wait, I'm getting all these alerts and stuff. I'm like, do I really want to keep watching? I'm going to keep watching, because I want to see. He's, he's going to do every person he hired, and like about them, I'm like, damn, if he's that descriptive with his own staff he put together, just imagine. Like, the players already love this dude, and I was reading all the stories from players he, co- he coached as like a receivers coach quarterback coach like things like that those guys like love him and you can get behind that if, if they love him that much if they love him that much if we got josh mcdaniel you think you think we'd be excited like that no like, no no I, but like, they, oh, I don't know but the piggyback off what you just said that's what that's like that that uh, that emotional connect that Jeffrey Lurie was looking for and Doug Peterson. He also right. found in Seriani. But, and that's but, something that's refreshing. He made the Indianapolis team better. All the guys he brought for his staff and brought from and that's and that's what I was about to say, John. That's what I was about to say. If they love him the way that you're saying, hopefully all those free agents that's over there that know him will want to come here. Right. Lee Cook, Lee Cooker, Lee Cooker. Hey, Xavier Rose, that'd be nice, right? Lee Cooker, man. Listen. listen. But, but listen, I like I like the word that you said there, John. Descriptive, because I I agree, right? The, the man is talkative. I, I I maintain that he won the job because he out talked Lori. That's that's what I think happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, and, they had a talk. And and talk. You you saw he kept talking about ball. He's like, it's all about ball. They come back and play ball. They go to. I was like, damn, I'm ready to fucking play right now. I'm ready to suit up. Damn, man, man, that man, like, that man had no off button. Okay, so so I think that that because Jeff Laurie is the same way, he found a kindred soul in him, and they're very descriptive too. Um, and I think that that hopefully will will be a good partnership. Maybe maybe. Nick Sirianni will be able to talk how he's ear, ear off so much. The scouts can do their job without his interference, right? Like, we, like we can just Let them set the board. Let them right? set the like board. Like, just let them, let them, leave them alone. Well, who, um, who, who's to say that Howie Roseman ain't a talker, too? We just don't see it. It's true. He, he has to be a smooth talker. So it last this long? Come on now. <laughs> that man, yeah, that the whole man thing with Jason Peters. The whole thing with Jason moves. Peters coming back. That whole don't, thing. Come on, come on, come on. Don't even say that. Don't even say that. Don't even say that. Listen, that All was, right, y'all. Don't, so, don't do <laughs> let's, let's move on to something, because John is about to start on that JP stuff, and we're not even bringing that into this energy today. Not not this not this uh, recording. Um, I want to talk about, you know, it's, it's the NFL offseason. The Eagles have, have had their big QB move. We traded Carson to the Colts. Um, there are a lot of other disgruntled QBs uh, around the league. I think there's probably maybe going to be more QBs moving than there have been in a really long time. Um, you see a lot of flexing of player agency with these with these QB moves. A lot of players just signed deals, and a year later went out of those deals. You now have Russell Wilson um, starting to be more public about his dissatisfaction with the with the Seahawks and and, the, and him wanting more personnel say. Um, you have Deshaun Watson wanting out of um, the Texans. The, there are reports that Sam Darnold might be on the move, depending on how the Jets see um, that number two pick and the QBs in the upcoming draft. I just want to know, what are y'all thoughts on all these QB moves happening around the league? Well, well, one, I want to, I want to, I want to um, address the Russell Wilson situation. Um, now, I know everybody say that Russell Wilson was the reason why the Legion of Boom was dismantled. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, 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 I say that that was why the Legion of Boom was dismantled. I don't know. I, I, and, 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 and I don't I don't know that because I've been I've been listening and hearing he say she say about that you know rumor for years. Okay. Okay, I mean, maybe oh, it's true, maybe it's not. But oh, here's Richard the thing. Sherman going to uh, by Richard Sherman going to the coach talking talking about him. I, I mean, right. they, they, um, I forgot which I forgot which um, our news news uh, organization had that deep dive into like what was going on with the Seahawks and what went wrong with 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 that whole break. But you got some offensive game. players who played for him saying that shit wasn't true. That's why I see that. Right. Right, and I, and I, and they said no. it in the report too. They was like, I don't think, but but you yeah. but you saw how Richard Sherman said. I mean, yeah, it. but I think yeah. I think that 
that Richard Sherman had an, had an interview where he talked about being accountable. He talked about the, 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 the fact that you have to always compete and um, not sorry to cut you off, but, but, mm-hmm. but I have been thinking about this today because I had just read an article in the athletic about why Russell Wilson was frustrated with the, the Seahawks right now, right? He wants more personnel say he's looking at Tom Brady. He's seeing that he wants a legacy similar to Tom Brady. And this man hasn't really done anything impactful since 2013, 2012, when they won the Super Bowl. You know, he, he they have really uh, sort of plateaued. And not only that, um, Pete Carroll is restraining. He feels restrained by Pete Carroll in terms of like their, the playing dynamics and the play call, right? The last season was all, let Russ cook, let Russ cook and the motherfucker burned like like it didn't it didn't end up working and he's pissed about it and i'm just noticing because it has a strange parallel to so the, to the my, carson wentz situation right my, when, it, when everybody was winning nobody mm-hmm. had nothing to say but my, the second thing started to fall off now all of a sudden comes up with so, he's being coddled there's no accountability Pete carroll enables him so here's my thing with that right so here's my thing with that this is just me mm-hmm when a team sign sign you to a contract, you were supposed to honor it. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if you are disgruntled, you don't want to be there, you don't like a certain player. As 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 adults, you should reconcile your issues. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now That's a good point. Deshaun Watson situation is totally different from Russell Wilson. I agree. Russell Wilson whole thing is he sat up there in that press box looking angry as fuck saying in his mind I should be there not fucking Tom Brady. Yep. Okay. I said sign Antonio Brown. Correct. It, it, exactly. And he he got to see Antonio Brown win the Super Bowl and it wasn't with him. Exactly. Now, was their O-line trash? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But bro, <laughs> Your receiver. But he's the is, highest paid quarterback in the NFL, so there's a there's a you there got There has to be a, a lack somewhere to so, pay so, for that. So here's my thing: if I'm the C- Seattle Seahawks, I'm like fuck you, bro. You don't run this shit. I run this shit. You signed a contract, you curly haired motherfucker. All right, you gonna honor this goddamn contract? Period. Point blank. Because one, the Seahawks got a squad. The Houston Texans don't got shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You got you got that man child named DK Metcalf on your team. You can throw a fucking moon at him. He gonna catch it. Right. All right. So I can understand his frustration, but for him to be to be girling the way he is, man, I, I think that's wrong. And I, I think the Seahawks has basically kissed his ass since the so called dismantling of you know, um, the Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. But for him to come out all of a sudden to be the way he is, it, it's not cool. What you think, John? In the athletic, there's a report dating back to week five where the offense stalled and he approached the coaches after a film session and he just offered ideas of how to fix the offense. They totally rebuffed him. Mm-hmm. Now that's your quarterback. Yep. That's what you just gave an extension to. Don't yep. you want to think you want to tailor your offense and listen to his voice? He's the one playing. Like, why would you not listen to your quarterback? Yeah. So that was the the beginning of this whole thing. And and I agree exactly. I, I read that same report that you did, John, and I thought that it was I thought it was a really in depth one because it really broke down where the disconnect is coming from. It's coming from the fact that Pete Carroll is a smash mouth, run the ball quarterback, and he has. A, a quarterback that wants to be Joe Montana. He wants to be Aaron, he wants to be the guy and he has a, a coach that is not equipped to make him the guy in that way, you know? He's and an then, old school he, coach at that too, yo. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and for him, he's like, I, I've had so much success with this. I've, I've even had success without you with this. Like, I'm not going to change my ways. I'm too, I'm too old. He's like the, one of the oldest coaches in the NFL. He's not, I'm not fucking damn near the age of fucking Joe Biden. <laughs> right, yeah. right. This guy is this yeah. guy is oh, and so he's not changing his ways. And I and I I I hear what you're saying, Whip, to a certain extent about um 
how how you have to honor your contract and it's mm-hmm. and it's crazy to me that so soon after signing these record breaking deals these QBs are wanting out but as as me as a person when you're in a in a toxic work situation a toxic work environment I don't care how what contract I signed I don't care what I've committed myself to if I'm in a toxic situation or I don't feel valued or I don't feel heard I feel like a cog in a machine and I'm out here supposed to be the stars uh, uh, um, uh, representing the entire organization day in and day out but I don't feel value I'm not gonna want to stay my performance will suffer as a result of how toxic I feel walking into that I agree but you but you also got to keep in mind though yo that some some of these irky jerky ass fucking Owners is not gonna let you out your fucking goddamn contract. You oh yeah, you're right. So so you're now right. every every so here's the thing. Everybody up here wishing upon a star for Deshaun Watson to become available. The owner of the Texans, I, I can I can almost guarantee you because I don't know the man, but I can almost guarantee you this shit is out of spite now. He like, yo, fuck your first round pick, fuck two three first round picks. I'm not letting that motherfucker go. Well, you gonna honor, you gonna honor your contract, and if you don't, it's gonna be penalties to pay, and that's where it's going to. Right, I th- because it's it's now become like a perception situation, yeah. a, 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 not just a performance thing. Because and 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 this is where the difference between Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson lie, right? Mm-hmm. Like Russell Wilson has an issue with how how he feels not valued on the field. He feels like his voice isn't being heard. Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson also has that same. Um, a uh, uh, complaint, but his is more per, uh, pervasive, and she has a strong argument because that organization has been a shit show yeah, for yeah. a long time. Nobody not only there. has it been a shit show, they got this charlatan up there and Jack Exterby, right? Uh, talking in this, I, I read this great. I, I I love the NFL reporters. Okay, the way that they source their stories are amazing, and they had this great source story about the power Jack. Esterby has over the new Texas owner Kyle McNair, right? They they call him around the Texas organization. They call him Tommy Boy, right? Because he he has that that all shucks. I got inherited something from my dad that I have no idea what to deal with, how to deal with this. And Jack Esterby is the the snake oil salesman whispering in his ear, so, you know, telling him, "Oh, I know all the moves. This guy's a, a faith based pastor." who is now making personnel decisions. Mm-hmm. And you thought the Eagles were bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. At least Howie knows numbers. At least Howie knows contracts. <laughs> but, but, that, but, it, but it brings me, it brings me back True. to That's the situation true. with Carson mm-hmm. Wentz. Because now, after everything that has come out, it was Carson that initiated all of this shit, man. Yeah, yeah, he wanted out. He yeah. wanted out, and, 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 I, and, and I don't blame him. And and no, I don't blame me. But at the same time, dude, I still got an issue with how he did it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Not like, good. dude, if you know you the man, you the man. So now it takes me back all the way back to 2017. Do y'all remember when the Eagles had their um, what was that? Their their, their fucking what was that shit called? The Super Bowl um. Media day, media day, media day, and and Carson Wentz was there. And somebody asked him, you know, how do he feel that he's not starting? He was, he's like, I'm hurt by it. You know, he was really upset about it. So I, I, I look back at that and what he said, and it all makes sense now. Dude did not want nobody competing with him. Yeah, he he, he, did, yeah. he didn't want it. Like period point blank. So you know when when he come on when he came um when when they drafted uh Jalen Hurts um you know he was all gung ho like yeah I'm glad he's on the team I'm gonna learn from him he gonna learn from me we gonna make this work dude that was all bullshit talk. Well yeah it was it was but but you knew it at the time because even listen it's not it's not that the Eagles picked a quarterback. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they, they had chosen Clayton Thorston a couple of drafts before them, and they always seem to draft a QB. It wasn't that we got a quarterback. It's where we got the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry wasn't even supposed to be drafted until the third or fourth round. So we reached to grab a player that, that Howie Roseman could could not let out of his sight and that has to, to to hit a certain way because as a player you understand what's going on you get the 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 sort of uh, thought process going on behind it and i think honestly there was just a a, 
a disconnect of, of, of mistrust in that organization. And, and I'm just going to say with, I agree 100%. The way Carson left this organization, left the city of Philadelphia, it doesn't leave the best taste in my mouth. No, it it doesn't. doesn't. I, I understand where he's coming from, but as a fan, I wish he would have fought for us. I do. But at the same time, I'm not going to waste tears. I said it before, I'll say it again. I ain't going to waste tears on nobody who don't want to be here. I'm just not. I agree. I agree. There's one going. You know what? What ties right into that? that? The interview that Jason Levant did with NBC's John Clark. Yeah. Now, one thing that really like it's like a sore thumb for me. Jason Levant was saying that it wasn't the presence of Jalen Hurts that threatened him. It was how the teammates gravitate towards him. So okay, so that means that he never acted like a backup. He always correct, and that's my whole point in the room. And that's that's hard to deal with if you're not the same guy. Yeah, alpha male that's going to that's the realest thing. That's the realest thing about this whole situation. Is exactly what John is saying, right? Is that that Carson Nick. And it seems like Jalen seemed to have an ability that they can connect with. And Malcolm said it the same the same thing. That that what 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 was the struggle for Carson was that he did not have the ability to connect with everyone in that locker room the way that you sometimes expect your franchise quarterbacks to do. When you're winning, nobody cares. Yeah. But when you're losing, of course everybody's gonna talk about how this guy isn't connecting with these fringes. Okay, they're not gonna connect with everybody. But from what I understand, dude been having the fucking silver spoon in his mouth in North Dakota all his fucking life. So right. competition. That's a part of it too. It yeah, com- competition. He don't know what that shit is, bro. Right. I mean, for God, for God, God that, Iron Sharpen Iron missed him. Yeah, but so for God's sake, from what I understand is dude got hurt in North when he was in college and shit. Um, and I think Baseball. he was out for a while. And 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 the quarterback who took his place was kicking ass. So when the yeah. championship game came back, I mean, came, Carson played. they put Carson he in the motherfucker won the title. Right, He but he rushed himself back. But I think, you know what, that goes to a, to a great point with that since his college collegiate days, he's had this uh, this feeling of looking behind his shoulders and 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 kind of rushing and pressing because he he's his his position's at threat. Well, Philly was not the place for him then because they don't know. Do of course not. Really but but that's was. not his fault. He didn't choose to be in Philadelphia. Well, he didn't. But but, you know, you've been here for what, five years? You've been here for five years, bro. You can't you you had to realize that this fan base don't play that shit. Yeah, and but but and that's why he left, right? Because he recognized that there was no way. And I think and I think we all recognize that the second they benched Carson and then did not restart him that following week, there was there was gonna be a point of no return. It's oh, just yeah. the way the the way that we in the in our in our uh in our fan base and the way the NFL works, this motherfucker stands for not for long. You <laughs> you're the franchise QB and everybody's rooting for the backup as as they do in Philadelphia. Me too. You right. You have you have to develop a tough skin. And and Donovan and uh and us fans had a had a really bad relationship for a long time. Even when he was winning, right. So that yeah. that makes me that respect Donovan McNabb even more now, yo. We want in right, a right, because we didn't give him no inch. But but you know what though, he was winning. Let, let's let's say if we had that same type of attitude, like and and honestly, I get it. We we were out here calling Carson Superman, calling Carson the man, everything in the third last season. And then this season, let's just be glad there are no fans in the stands. What, what, what they call that shit? Let the Bronco buck. I Man, get that shit. Right. Let the yeah. Bronco buck. He, he, he broke himself. I hate okay. that shit. <laughs> he broke it. Listen, y'all. All right. Let's, let's, let's get out of here with this final segment. Um, I want to announce the winner of our first uh, three birds raffle as you three birds listeners know we wanted to congratulate and support all our followers and our subscribers we had a raffle uh for any follower who dm'd us a picture of us uh subscribing to the pod they'd be entering into a raffle and our winner tonight is connor underscore eagle i believe is that right what i believe yeah it's connor underscore eagle I be- yeah i think it hold on let me make sure uh, Connor, yes, Connor underscore Eagle. Connor underscore Eagle. 
Congratulations, Connor. There will be clapping in the background. Uh, we will we will be DMing you to provide you the details of how to get that shirt. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much for subscribing to the show. We appreciate each and every support that we get from, from all the fans. Um, we're really trying to grow a, an amazing brand for you guys. We really appreciate uh, the support. So um, now, like I said, we're in all-season mode. We, we out here jumping, off-topic, on-topic, different things. So I want to kind of spend a little couple minutes talking about some of the, the things going on in, in the sports world. Um, we, if you have been around, you know, not living under the rock, you know that Tiger Woods was in a pretty severe car accident a couple of days ago. Um, by all intents and purposes, he, he's recovering well now, but he had uh, multiple fractures in his right leg and, um, it, it, it was, it's a pretty serious injuries, you know? So I wanted to spend a little time talking about that and, you know, a couple minutes to that. Uh, obviously, first of all, just want to say, you know, we're happy that he's safe, um, that it wasn't, um, something that was the, uh, life threatening and, and that he seems to be on his his way to recovery um what do you guys think about this let's start with you john it's unfortunate but i'm glad he bounced back and just his presence at the masters and like different like the british open seeing tiger compete at a high level is like it's it's great to see because he was one of the first super superstars of golf and he like superseded like jack nicholas and all those guys before him like he what so, like, to see him get hurt after everything he's been through, everything, to have that happen, it's unfortunate. But he um, – that guy is okay. Um, my take on it was it's unfortunate. Um, the first – when I first heard it, first thing that went through my mind was Kobe, man. Mm. You know, and I'm yeah. like, damn. I don't, I don't, I'm like, yo, man, not another one, man. Like, you know, I was – um actually watching uh cnn when you know they, they always say fucking breaking news first and foremost if you watch cnn but this breaking news went twice i knew something the fuck was up and when i seen the car and they said tiger woods first thing my heart dropped i'm like man we can't lose two legends yo yeah but then when they said that he was all right and and i was like yo thank god for that but um yo i feel bad for tiger man um damn my guy done been through some shit, yo. Yeah. This dude done had back surgery. All right. <laughs> uh, Opiate addiction, if I'm. Yeah, if I'm like, yeah, like. I mean, it's been, and, and I'm not even going to hold you. I'm not going to hold I'm going I'm to be, I'm going to be honest, be real with you, fam. Um, when I heard the reports, I got the alert that Tiger Wood had been in a single car accident mm. that, that seemed, it just, it had the markings of a bad situation all around. If you guys understand what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a relief to have to hear that there was nothing nefarious yeah. that, that caused that accident. Um, and that, you know, no other people were injured in that accident. Well, and you know, what's so funny. I'm, I'm so glad that you said that because that was the first thing that went through my mind because everybody who knows Tiger Woods know about his alcohol uh, abuse. Yeah. And he has, he has a, he has, he has some addictive tendencies. Yeah, yeah correct. And yeah. he's, he's battled some demons and he's yeah. won, but yeah. you know what, those sometimes they reoccur. That's but, how it is with, with addiction. But this, this particular accident, apparently the highway he was on then um, caused a lot of deaths, man. I believe that that road is, or I say highway, killed the, um, one of the actors from Jackass, too. Wow. Um, I forgot his name. I apologize for, for not being, you know, being ready with his name. But it was, a, it was one of those stuntmen that used to play in Jackass on MTV. He died on that same road. And I believe that's the same highway that kevin hart got into an accident in too oh wow i believe it is so oh ryan dunn yeah he did Correct. okay i Whoa. remember him that's crazy yeah. that's exactly who it was and um kevin hart was in that same spot and got injured okay so um the west coast california whoever run that district y'all need to close that motherfucking highway down cuz because right. Yeah. If it's if it's if it's taking away people like that, that's it's undrivable because that man could have lost his life. And 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 not not to take this to a race car thing or nothing like that or make it political, but I can almost guarantee you one hundred percent 
when you heard that Tiger Woods got in an accident, you said to yourself, oh, that motherfucker was drinking again. Oh, he came from a from a white girl's house and got to <laughs> argument or some shit. I'm pretty sure that's what the fuck a lot of people said, but we ain't going to make it about that because we ain't about racism right. or politics. The man right. got into a car accident and thank God he's still here. So I wish that brother the best. Um, Get well. Dude, you done won every fucking thing. You got how many, how many fucking green jackets this fucking dude got? Three, Five. four? Five. Five. Wow. Five fucking green jackets. That means that he 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 is rich for the rest of his goddamn life. <laughs> to be right? in the top of his game for so long. Yeah. Like, dude, listen. It's hard to, it's hard to play to win one tournament back to back. This dude masters. Oh, yeah. For for a while now, I mean, I mean, Tiger Woods was the most known uh athlete in the world. You yeah. know, he, he really did have a, a huge, huge, huge. Uh, success and, and his fall from grace was was um, spectacular, you know. And right. it tends to happen with with athletes, you know. Lance Lance Armstrong, same thing. You you, you rise and your fall or or, or me, mediocre, uh, uh, you know, just just uh, you know, just amazing. I I couldn't. The word is not coming to me. Um, but but with the last couple minutes we have left with the with the pod guys, I want to kind of uh, spin this one more round again okay um for for those who don't know okay we three birds fans are are also okay comic book fans and comic movie fans yes and there has been a little phenomenon going on these past couple uh weeks if you're if you haven't been aware a little something called wandavision and uh, me and my partners have to have to just spend the last uh, three or four minutes just talking about how amazing this series is and um, our thoughts on on the last episode. So I'm a, I'm gonna let y'all go go off. So I first and foremost, um, we talking about this on the last segment is because we already know that the bird season is over right now, but we. We being three birds in the punt, man, we gonna bring everything we possibly can. We is no holes barred with us, all right? Um, WandaVision, if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it, okay? Period, point blank. Uh, subscribe to Disney Plus, check it out. I'm gonna for where you go see it, but you need to. Let's hey, just- Let me just say this one here. We're about to go into some mass spoilers. So yes. if you have not seen it yet, Stop now! This you do yeah, not want to go about further. That? Yeah, should, should wait, 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 wait. Should we even say anything, yo? Man, listen. If you if you haven't seen it, this I'm. I already put the warning out there. <laughs> Look Stop at now <laughs> and go watch it. Should should we even say it? Fuck it, I'm talking. That, that <laughs> episode. <laughs> I gave him the warning. I'm done. Yeah, that episode yeah. was amazing. I, I I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna hold. It. I love the Marvel whole setup. I'm a huge fan of all the phases. We've entered phase four for those who keep a track. Mm-hmm. And then WandaVision has set it off with a bang yes. with us going in there and seeing how powerful my girl is. Okay. She created an entire world to deal with her grief. How about that, yo? So, so, so put it like this. Let me, let me, I, I'm going to go back even further. For those who didn't see WandaVision. So only on Three Birds in the Punt podcast, you'll get this. Right. If you never seen WandaVision, even if you never seen the Avengers, check it out. Yeah. Um, like my partner said, this woman is so fucking strong, she created her own fucking world. All right. And all I can tell you is. I'm not going to do her because she she want to spoil it. I, mean, <laughs> I can't do it because I'm about to go watch this motherfucker again. <laughs> All right. All I can do is tell you, man, is that you need to watch the episode. Um, it's Saturday night. Enjoy your night. Grab yourself a Heineken. If you got your lady, your man, whatever, rock, wrap up, cuddle the fuck up. And enjoy a hell of a fucking show. And if you notice, it wasn't even thirty minutes this time. Yo, it went first. It was a little longer. Yeah. You, you know what? They they just because they they had to give us a little bit of that Agatha Christie backstory. You you saw how they tried to play us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even as a filler episode, you know, it was still pretty good. You found out some really earth shattering things about yeah. the sort of Marvel universe. It opened up in a big way. How do you how do you see it, John? 
just just the the part of learning about how she like the Hydra experience, the Hydra experiment, like that, like seeing that backstory story was like, yeah, that's that's. that's I was like, yo, now, this, I was like, yo, this shit was official, official. Now it, it seems to me that you may have have had the same thought process Whip had. Okay, spoiler alert, another spoiler alert. That that Wanda, <laughs> okay, um, was created by the Mind Stone, but if you weren't, you wasn't. No, she was not. She was born a witch. Yeah, you're right. Pay attention. Go back to when the bomb didn't go off. She used a probability hex. You're you're right. (laughs) Go back, girl. So so for those who might have missed the the ground-shaking revelation that for the first time in the Marvel Cinematic World, we have a superhero that was born, not made, right? Because we all thought that Wanda had been experimented on and that's how she came she and that's why Ag- that's why agatha said that you are the scarlet witch <laughs> right because she was born with chaos magic we're gonna find out a lot more about this chaos magic okay yeah. and i and i believe everyone knows you should understand that 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 wandavision is a segue into the next dr strange movie um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes, it is. Right? <laughs> so, so take conclusions from what you will, from what you're seeing in WandaVision in a setup to that movie. There is one episode left. It will be a cliffhanger. We are going to be upset. We have to wait two years to see the resolution for it. But it's going to be a banger. Yeah, that's all. I, I don't want to say no more. I just want y'all to get y'all big asses up. <laughs> right, go ahead. Come on, wake up, big head. Yeah, Let's go yeah, watch some Wandavision. Yeah, go watch some Wandavision and enjoy your Saturday. But, enjoy uh, your Saturday night. So sorry, y'all. We 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 getting ready to log off. We want to say thank you again for joining us on Three Birds. We are introducing this new uh, uh visual platform on YouTube. So please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we're at Three Birds and a Punt on all our platforms on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe on all your podcast wherever you get all your podcasts from Apple, Anchor, Spotify. Uh, this has been episode 17 of Three Birds and a Punt. You can follow me personally. Personally, um, my name is Afia. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at according to Afia, and you can follow my friends Whip and John. Let them know, y'all. You can follow me on Twitter at John Monroe Jr. John Monroe Jr. John Monroe Jr. <laughs> and you can follow me at Black Fly Jedi. Black Fly Jedi. That's right. <laughs> Luke. All right. Go birds. Go birds. Fuck how we rose, man. <laughs>